Hello and welcome to The Social Step. Today I'm joined by bikini athlete Fionn Williams and we're discussing her bodybuilding journey from her first prep through the COVID lockdown and how she coped reversing out of her first show. So I hope you enjoy and for future episodes please make sure you're following over on Instagram. You can find us at thesocialstep.podcast. Basically, I thought it would be good just to go through how you got into competing initially and just like how your first show went before we start talking about your prep. So how did you get into what made you want to start bodybuilding? Um, well, actually, it's a, a weird thing. I actually was quite a heavy person, say, six years ago. I was fairly heavy. I was at my heaviest weight of 11 stone four. Right. Um, at that point... I wasn't very comfortable in myself, very, very uncomfortable, in fact. Um, I went to Vegas with a family member. Mm. It was only afterwards that we went on holiday, photos were taken, I came back, looked at the photos and thought, oh my God, that's me. Yeah. I can't, I can't. Do you know, when you're... It's funny, like, when you're in... When you're already uncomfortable and you're so far one way, you kind of just like yeah. carry on going with it. And you do block it out. You just ignore it because you think, well, there's nothing I can do to immediately change. So I just, you would have gone on the holiday just like whatever. And then afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I know what you mean. And um, like I, I got that thing where obviously it's like chub rub in between your legs. You <laughs> just feel uncomfortable on holiday. And you can just feel it rubbing and you're not comfy. Yeah. You feel hot, sweaty. Um, so I came back off my holiday. Um, I think I just decided that I needed to start changing things up. And at first, it was more to do with starting. I started Slurring World actually first. Um, oh my God, we've had the same journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I started that for a little while, and I think I did that for about six months. But I didn't go for more the meat inside. I just went to weigh in and just literally get feedback from them of what I'd lost. I never just some accountability. Around. I was exactly the same. Yeah, I just didn't want to sit there and be like, hi, I'm Fionn, I've lost this amount, woo, mm. you know, week on week. So, um, yeah, I think it's just more of a case of keeping, like, I guess once you get a coach as well, it's remaining, you know, that constant contact sometimes helps to, to keep you motivated. Yeah. Um, so, by chance, my friend was very much into doing, like, marathons and running. So, I went to the gym with her one day. She said, just come with me we'll we'll go together and see how we like it um started doing some cardio with her um, and then i became a cardio bunny um <laughs> i was just literally running running or it's so interesting because my um weight loss and everything was just doing anything that i could do Cap. oh sorry it yeah. just um overlapped us a little bit um oh, yeah, it's just really interesting to hear because we've obviously not spoken about this before, but mine was exactly the same. I wonder if like a lot of people had the same progression from just wanting to lose weight and then you do just naturally get into just doing loads of cardio because it's just fat burning, isn't it? And you're like, wow, I can just keep burning. I'm in a huge deficit and the weight just falls yeah. off of you. Like it's, it's kind of, I don't want to sit here and be like, it's really easy because nothing's easy. It's difficult for everybody. But when you start seeing those things... It's not easy. Like We know it's not easy. Yeah, but it's it's so effective, yeah. isn't it? It's so effective. That's what I'm trying to say. Definitely. Like, for me, I obviously lost quite a lot of weight through that. Mm-hmm. And then I think once you see that people are starting to notice that you've lost weight, um, 
you know, it becomes a bit addictive because you see that people are cheering you on, feeling mm-hmm. happy for you, that you've started to change your life around. Um, so obviously I did quite a lot of cardio for a while. And then come January 2018, um, at the time I was currently seeing someone who was training as PT. Um, you know what, I want a new challenge. I want to start trying to lift weights because I'd seen that he was. And I think I wanted to get into that side of things more because, don't get me wrong, cardio obviously had its point of making me lose the weight, but mm. it wasn't what I enjoyed. Like, even to this day, I still don't enjoy cardio. It's not It's not what I, I love to do. Yeah. I love to obviously lift weights. Um, so that was the actual crucial point where I started lifting weights. And I started by basically learning a little bit through him. Or like, I think maybe I did like two sessions with him. Mm-hmm. Um not long after that, we actually split. And I think after that, I kind of got my motivation to try and start learning for myself. Yeah. You know, learning through YouTube, learning through people on the internet. Trying not to listen to people so much on, like, you know, you see these people that are like maybe Gymshark athletes and they're doing these random exercises that are not applicable to actually bodybuilding, but um, trying to learn as much as I could through other people, yeah. really. I was the same. You just try and pick up like what you can from where you can. That's. I often get like people say to me, "What did you do in the gym? Like when you first started?" And I don't even remember. I just used to turn up. Like I just used to get in there, and then some days I would just be like, "Right, I'll just do like some random leg exercises." Like, I didn't know what I was doing, but the point is, you just keep going, and like you just keep turning up, and then over time, it just establishes like you just get a routine, you get a rhythm, don't you? Like. But yeah, I went in totally blind, just like you. So I know exactly what you mean. It literally was a case of I wasn't in a set routine with what I knew what I was doing. I just walked in every single day. I didn't have a logbook, didn't have anything to follow. I just went into the gym and just did what I wanted to do. So if I knew I was training legs, I'd just kind of go with the standard leg exercise that I thought I knew I could do. I would always do like a bit of everything, like full bodies and like full body circuits and stuff like that. Always do. Say again. So then how did you move on to decide you were going to compete? So um, after that, obviously, I lost all the weight. I started to get more muscle. And it got to probably about, I would say, maybe 20, must have been about 2019. So I've probably been doing training for about a year and a half. And I started to think I'd like to maybe go down the competing route more as a challenge, really. Mm. I think I wanted to challenge myself, see where I could get to, whether it was something I enjoyed. Obviously, I didn't know whether I would enjoy it at first. It's kind of a case of finding, yeah. finding with that. Um, but yeah, so then I decided at that point I'd start saving. So that was a big thing for me. I knew that obviously competing would take a lot of money. Um, so I started saving for six months before I even started coaching uh, to make sure that I had a lot of money behind me to make sure that I was in a good position. If I wanted the right coach, I could afford it and I wouldn't have to be like, I'm just scrounging for money. Yeah, that's really sensible. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I think at the time, you know, things were going on with COVID and stuff coming up. So I just kind of wanted to try and make sure I had money behind me anyway, in general, because yeah. of everything that was going on in the world. So then you decided, you got your coach, you're with Josh, aren't you? Josh, yeah, yeah, Josh McHale. Yeah. I'm glad I said the right name then. Imagine if I'd got the wrong coach. Um, and you've you've been with him from, so you did your prep with him and then you've always yeah. had the same coach. Yeah, I've always had the same coach. I started with Josh in July. 
Um, so the plan started in the July. Um, we started with a bit of a dieting phase and then we started to build my calories up a little bit after the dieting phase. We did about six weeks diet mini cut at the beginning. And then once I started to build stuff up, I then got to the point where I started to prep mid-November right. um, with the anticipation of competing in the March. However, <laughs> so then by like January, February time, we were obviously aware of the fact that the country was starting to get locked down. Mm. Um, I started to prep and I was panicking because I was thinking, I've started to prep and I don't know what's actually going to happen. Are shows going to happen? Are the gyms going to stay open? Yeah. Am I going to end up in a position where... I have to back out. Oh, it was so but horrible think thinking back to just like the uncertainty of it all. It was just so. I didn't obviously wasn't prepping like when and like I didn't go through the experience of having my show cancelled and stuff. Like, but I remember when Georgie's show got cancelled. Like, I just remember how gutted she was and just like it was just it's just mental that any of it happened. When you look back, like I struggled enough just being just having the gym taken away and like being locked down with yeah. the two kids they're out of school I was just like my my vice that kept me uh, level-headed was just taken away like gone like it was just yeah. it's just crazy it was, it was chaos it was a case of everything that was your normality was almost falling apart behind yeah. the scenes and you just didn't know what to do so obviously I had a, a lot of upset going into that prep a lot of stresses not knowing whether it was going to actually go ahead um, and then I think we got to about, it must have been about mid-January, end of January, and then PCA pulled out their shows, um, said we're not doing the first time as in March, we'll reconsider when the time comes as to whether we, when we next start the shows again. Yeah, I um, right now. Um, but I was very lucky in the sense that my two-row show in April still went ahead, yeah. but it was like an outsider venue. So yeah, it was my coach party. did... Um did that yeah he was at the same show as you i'm sure i'm sure he did the same show who's that um louis allen his instagram's uh rhino yes yeah, yeah actually yeah yeah and um and to be fair don't get me wrong it's a great show but obviously it was it was different from what a normal show should be yeah completely so it was basically just judges and athletes only my mum came down with me for the show and my mum had to watch the show from the hotel room Aww. on a stream, so it was it was a bit disappointing in that sense that I couldn't have like people there to watch it. But in a sense, did it make it. you feel a little bit more relaxed because there wasn't so much pressure and there wasn't like a crowd and stuff? Was it kind of a little bit more laid back? Yeah, like I would say, yeah, more laid back. I think because there wasn't as many of us. It was nicer because you could build up a bit more of a rapport with the athletes that were around you. Yeah. Um, so I know a few girls, like um, there was Cleo, we, we spoke on the day. Um, Gabriella, Beckett, we spoke on the day. Um, I actually spent nearly all my show day with um, a girl named Kat. So mm-hmm. we just stayed together for most of the show. So it was quite nice, to be fair. We had like people that we could speak to, but there wasn't generally massive classes. So it yeah. was really nice to just get to know people. My show was so busy that I just didn't get to know anyone. Like, there was a couple of girls that I spoke to um, when I was queuing for my second coat of tan. But apart from that, like, I didn't really talk to anyone or didn't really meet anyone. It was just so quick. Like, there were so many of us because we did um, the first time as and the Open show were, were pushed into the same day. So it was just, like, competitors everywhere. And then 
obviously all their families and friends and everything because everybody could come as normal so it was like so busy and I remember just being told like you've got to get backstage we, I didn't have any time to pump up nothing like it was so rushed through so right. I can imagine it was quite nice in a way that your show was ended up as it did and was quite relaxed and like I looked at for example, the shows that were going from, say, like mid-July onwards for two rows, they were huge, huge classes, similar to yours. Very big classes, very rushed through. Um, shows weren't running on time. They were, like, running hours behind. I was seeing shows finishing at 11 o'clock at night. I was yeah. like, what is this? So our tanning the night before, um, I was really lucky because I got there early. and On time? Yeah. Um, I got there early when we did our first coat and some of the other um, competitors that got in, like one of my friends was doing the same show and she ended up waiting until, I think she was there for her tan at eight and she didn't leave till like quarter past 11 at night or something like that. Like it was so behind because wow. they were just trying to fit yeah. like hundreds of people. Like it was just mental. And, you know, obviously we prepare ourselves for that, but mm. we can't sustain that. Yeah. It's, it's just so strange. Um, what I was going to ask you about earlier, did you feel in your, like, coming out of it and going into off-season and stuff, did you feel, because you were being, like, because you're not having to do as much steps, cardio, everything else, did you feel like you weren't being productive? Yeah. Um, I guess I look at myself now in an off-season and I've looked at my check-ins for God knows how many weeks and I always look at them and think, I look like somebody that doesn't even train anymore. Mm. <laughs> That's what worries me. I look at myself because I've obviously gained the fat and I've gained a lot of fat. Mm. It kind of looks like you're not training anymore. That's interesting, I, yeah. That people would think that I'm not training anymore. So, yeah, you do almost feel like, I think it was hard for me when, when Josh decided to pull my cardio out. I think, even though in a way I was like, yeah, like no cardio, yeah. but at the same time I was like, should I be doing this yet? Is is this the right move? Am I going to end up really, really big, yeah. really quick? But you're happy now with how, where you are yeah. at the moment? Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I still always have times where I do self-doubt things, you know, especially now as I'm about to start my next prep, which mm -hmm. is really exciting. Because um, I love your shape at the moment. Like, I think whenever you put an update on, I think you look great. And it's just funny, like, we just don't see ourselves as other people see us at all. No, but that, like you don't see it in yourself, do you? Yeah. This is the thing you see. Don't want to see. You see all the negatives, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, like don't get me wrong. I think maybe I probably could do with more of an off season, but I know with work and stuff that I like to compete at the beginning of the year. So I want to try again. Like my biggest regret from it, I guess it's a regret, but it's also I look back on it a little bit and kind of think maybe I did do the right thing in the end. I obviously did my first show in April and then my next possible show was realistically going to be July. Yeah, I so, remember this happening and you making the decision. I remember it really well. Yeah, and Josh basically said to me, you know, we're, you know we'll push on, we'll, we'll be fine. We'll sit at maintenance for a while. Um, it's only about another 12 weeks away. And I think it just hit me that I was like, 12 weeks? Mm. That's another three months. I've already been on prep for 23 weeks mm. and I could I know I'm not bringing the best I know I don't have the muscle that I need to be competitive especially in PCA 
it was a big thing for me. I knew how lean like people come in, how much muscle they have. So I just knew in my first season I couldn't give my best in that, and I knew I wasn't in the right mindset to do it either. Mm. Like mentally, I wasn't all there. There wasn't there wasn't that connection anymore. There wasn't the love for training anymore. So I just had to take that decision. That I think even though it was hard at the time to make that decision, and I was so upset for weeks, it took me weeks to actually decide to say, no, enough is enough. Mm. Um, even though that was a hard decision to make, I look back on it now and I think I'm so glad I made that decision because now I've had a really structured off-season. I'll hopefully build more muscle and be more kind of competitive going forward. Yeah. Um, I think that's really... I really respected the fact that you did that because... It's hard as well when you diet, because I did also did an extremely long prep from, I started mine in March and then didn't com- yeah. compete until October. Um, to do all of that and to get to that point and do one show yeah, is hard. And a lot of people like said to me, oh, you're not like, oh, you're not going to do the open, like do the first time and then at least do the open the same day, like get two shows out of it. But I knew I wasn't lean enough. Like I... Yeah. It was my first ever prep and I'd lost like five stone, built muscle, done a really short bulk, like in hindsight, it was only six months that we built food up and then prepped for six months. So like I couldn't, uh, yeah, I could have continued to diet, but I'd have been, I'd have just run myself into the ground. Do you know what I mean? I could have like, if I wanted to have done a season, yeah. did a few more shows, but it's kind of like we just went in with the get in, get out. Like you have, I had to prep once, I had to do it to see what's what, get down as far as I could get without putting myself in a serious hole and yeah, just literally get in and get out. And then now I know exactly what I need to bring up. I know next time, like the things we can do differently to get me leaner, quicker without such a detrimental effect on my health. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I think that is, that's the best way to go about it is to just see how you feel because how do you know until you actually do it whether you're going to enjoy it either? You know, mm-hmm. some people walk away from it after doing one show and think, I can't do any more. I physically yeah. can't. You know, I don't enjoy it. Did you? So, do you have the feeling like you can't wait to do it again? Oh, my God, yes. Same. <laughs> it's so weird. I've been through that whole experience of crying my yeah. out and I still do it again. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's the oddest thing and... When they say like about post-show glues, wow. Oh, like, my God. Tell me, this week has been my worst week, literally. Like, I've just been... Because the kids have been the half-term and I've just been, like, kind of stuck in. And I, I kind of felt that lockdown feeling this week just from them yeah. being, um, you know, just me not having routine, me not, like, really working this week and just not really doing a lot. And I've just been so down. Like, I've literally... I mean, I'm not one of those people who has like bouts of feeling down like I'm, qu- I'm quite quite good at just distracting myself and keep going and trying to stay quite positive stuff like that but this week I've just been like such a slump it's definitely a hard one yeah it is and I think so many girls it's mad because well obviously I came out that I wasn't carrying on any further and even over the last few months I've noticed it more than ever I do get more and more messages from girls that say I like how honest you are about your experiences mm. How are you feeling? I've been feeling lost. I've actually had about three girls message me today just from the fact that I'm doing this podcast who've actually said, I can't wait to listen to this because I actually feel so lost in myself from yeah. show and I can't control that hunger. 
Well, do you know what? If anyone is listening to this who feels that now, I'm in it right now. And I'm telling you, like, we just need to keep going and because it will get better and we will get to the point that you're at now where you're stable enough to prep again and go through the rebound with all the knowledge yeah, that you've learned. Takes so long. Yeah. Sorry, it's overlapping. That's okay. There's a, sometimes it's just a bit of a delay. Sometimes it's just a case of you just have to let your body do what it wants to do. You know, if, if for, like for me, I took a little break away from coaching. When I decided that I wasn't going to go any further with my shows, I actually took six six weeks away from Josh. And okay. even though some people couldn't cope with taking time away from their coach, I needed that time away to be able to be like, I need to do it. I need to get back my love for training. I need yeah. to just go when I go, eat when I want to eat, and just have a little bit less pressure put on me. Because I think sometimes when you're told to do stuff, it actually makes you worse because you do the opposite of what they're telling you to do. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You know, you, you build it up a little bit. So I took some time away, and then when I was ready, I went back to Josh. I'm not saying that works for everybody, but it might work for somebody that just needs a bit of time and space mentally. Yeah. I guess it's like having a break from a job or anything that you're committed to like that, because yeah. you it is a commitment, and like being accountable to somebody like 24-7, isn't it? Like. Yeah. So I guess mentally having a break from that is, isn't a bad thing at all. And it's nice that you have that relationship with him where you were able to say that and, and do that and then come yeah. back to him. Like, I think that's really good. It says a lot about him yeah. as a coach as well. Like, so you did your yeah. show. You did really well. No, thank you. <laughs> you did. Um, and then, yeah, so this this podcast is basically about what happens after because although online at the moment, it's, thank yeah. God, a lot of people are speaking about it. That's why I wanted to start this, um, bringing this podcast out. I wanted to start with, like, the aftermath of, the aftermath of prep because, like, yeah. you know, it's just it's a hot topic at the moment and so many people are being more open about it thank god because i remember when because i watched your whole prep i loved watching your prep and i remember afterwards like you were probably the first person i'd ever come across that had spoken openly about it that's why i wanted you on this episode because i just remember like you were one of the only people talking about how hard it was and how hard it hit you yeah it, it, it is hard i think it's hard until you've been through the post-prep phase. Mm. You won't realise how hard it actually is. Yeah. It's probably actually harder than the prep itself. Hundred, I'm, I'm balls deep in it right now, and it is 100% yeah. harder than prep. I literally, like, called... Um, I had check-in on Monday, and then my I had I just... You know those check-ins when you're like, right, I need to pull my heart out. I need to say what I'm feeling. And I yeah. just told my coach everything, how I was feeling. And within, like, I think an hour or something he called me and it was off of his normal phone not his coaching phone I was like oh my god this is I know this is serious because you're calling me and um he was like right well you're gonna be okay like we just had such a big talk but you just don't realize what it's gonna be like until you're in it no it is it's it's really hard and I think some people glamorize it you know they don't Mm. want to talk about it they hide it because I guess they don't want to disappoint themselves, maybe disappoint their coach, disappoint family and friends. Um, it's almost like no point. you have a kind of this, this kind of like respect for bodybuilding and prep and everything. And you're, you're protective of it because you have to like prove 
to so many people because it's such a negative thing it's perceived so badly so you have yeah. to like almost prove to everyone around you you know the reasons you're doing it or like you it's like you're so used to putting bodybuilding in a positive light and giving it this real like positive yeah outlook so to start speaking negatively about it doesn't feel right it's, it's like it's your like you're protective of it like it's a baby do you know what i mean yeah like you can't you can't talk negatively of it because then you would probably end up thinking that people would say to you oh well well why did you get into it in the first place mm -hmm. why would you do that to yourself then if you knew that this is how it would end up so then that's why i think probably people try not to speak about it a lot because mm -hmm. they're afraid that people are gonna think that you're disrespecting the sport exactly which it's not disrespecting the sport it's just being realistic about how you feel yeah. and admitting how you feel yeah so when did you when did things start to feel hard for you was it quite soon out of the show um i'd probably say maybe about two or three weeks after the show was when it like hit me the most mm. my first actual week after the show wasn't so bad um you know i thought i could handle it and i thought i could understand how to get through post-show um obviously you've got so many pressures when you actually come out of prep of, you know you've got family and friends that want to go and do stuff because you've spent so long without going out and doing things with people that you feel obliged to have to go and do things mm. not in a bad way but you know obviously a lot of these things will probably revolve around food or drink um so you know i got roped into going with friends for meals um going with parents for meals or having takeaways and um, even though maybe i probably didn't need it at the time because i was trying to cope with my own emotions i was flooding myself with more and more food right. um, and it obviously started to build up obviously the first week after after when i checked in i was fine like yeah was, it doesn't touch the sides you still feel lean you still feel yeah. dinky i know yeah and then all of a sudden you're like oh okay it's three weeks later and i'm fed again <laughs> that's where i am right now like literally why am I gained so much weight? Yeah. Like, oh my god! And then I couldn't look at myself for a while. I was just, I think after say maybe week two or three, I would take my check-in photos and just send them. I wouldn't even look at them because mm -hmm. I know I would just slice and dice myself, mm -hmm. find ways to just be negative about my own body yeah. that I couldn't face. Even wanting to talk about it with my family anymore, I was just heartbroken with the fact that I thought I'd ruined myself. Um, I know exactly like it's honestly like because that's how I feel right now it's just you feel like oh my god what have I done like you just constantly think you've reversed something do you know what I mean yeah. like that you'll never get back but yeah and I think now for me I've gone through my whole off season now and even after the off season I still have a lot of worries that I've taken on from post prep that now I worry, have I gained too much weight that I won't be able to get that back off for another prep? Yeah. Am I going to be fatter than last time? Because you, really you see so much online, like, things like, oh, you know, you don't want to put on unnecessary fat. And it's like, what's what's necessary? What's unnecessary? How can this be measured? Like, it's different for everybody. There's so, so much conflicting stuff online. So it's just so hard to know you're doing the right thing. Yeah, like everybody deals with it in their own way. And something that my coach actually said to me was, 
until you do it and until you experience it yourself, you don't know how you're going to deal with it and how, yeah. you know, no one can tell you. A coach can't say how you're going to deal with it because everybody deals with it differently. Some people end up not eating for the fear that they're going to gain weight. Yeah. Some people will eat a hell of a lot of like food, just like I did, and gain weight really, really quickly and be like, oh crap, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> and then some people end up with eating disorders from it, you know, yeah. like the really, really negative side from it. Yeah, you're right. And some people will follow the meal plan to an absolute T and yeah. still regain weight quickly and then it's like have I done you know you're going to question no matter what you do you're going to question how it goes for you and people around you will will judge you and it's hard it it is hard but at the end of the day if you're going to progress in the sport you have to you're going to go through it and you have to just decide like how much is going to let it affect you because like I know at the moment when I'm training it's like I trained with um Hannah yesterday and I was I'd done, I think we were like two movements in and I was really hot, I had a t-shirt on and I was like, oh, I was going like this, like pulling my t-shirt away from me because I was so hot and she was like, take it off and I was just like, I can't stand her in a sports bra and I'm only like, I'm not even a month post yet, do you know what I mean? And already I'm like so uncomfortable, I've not even started yeah. my off season <laughs> and yeah. yeah. But the, the way you perceive yourself, you know, like if you were to take your top off at that point, I'm sure Hannah would have said to you, you look absolutely fine, you still look absolutely beautiful, like, you look fine, don't stress yourself about it, because you see yourself so differently through every phase of bodybuilding. Bodybuilding, the whole point of it is that I think people think that we are, that we've got big egos, and we all look... (laughs) Quite the opposite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But in fact, actually, it's the complete opposite. We are so self-conscious about ourselves and we all we always want more from ourselves and we always will find the negatives before we find the positives yeah Um, did you struggle with um i hadn't planned to ask you this but did you struggle with feeling i I look back on photos from prep oh sorry we just overlapped a little bit nope Um, sorry um like like even with prep and stuff i just kind of towards the end i couldn't physically see myself for what it was anymore like Mm. my coach was like you look lean you look this you look great um this is really progressing this is coming in and I was just a bit like but I'm fat but then I look back at them photos now and I think what the hell was wrong with me I was tiny there was nothing of me I know I look at pictures now from like two weeks one week out and I'm just like what the hell I would give anything like you do sit here like I'd give anything to feel like that again but it's just so silly isn't it because you just can't it's not sustainable and the more you come out of it and the more you the further on you go in your reverse and then into your off season like it's just about self-acceptance and just accepting the point that you're at is so necessary and you've just gotta just gotta keep rolling with it and like I try and look for positives at every different stage so even when I am feeling uncomfortable and like I've put on weight coming out of my show really quickly um and I didn't expect to get I didn't expect to get back to the size I am now this quickly, but trying to think of it in a positive way, that's still going to happen. Whether it happened after three, four weeks or six months, I'm still going to get back to this size because I have to. Yeah. So yeah, this is the healthy stage that you need to get back to. And that's what people don't seem to see. Like people seem to think that once you get to that stage, you want to stay that way and you can't stay that way. You know how draining and how tiring yeah. and exhausting that was. Like I was walking up the stairs in my final weeks 
because I'd lost that much fat around the bottom of my back, I was in agony walking just yeah. from like the fact. One of the ones that I thought was really important, somebody asked, regaining your cycles if your period stopped, can you train and regain? Yes, you can. Yeah. I've seen people that have done this. Um, actually, I speak to a girl that I know, I would say maybe six months to actually regain her cycle. Um, but she has regained cycle. And I think it was a moment where she was overjoyed because it was like a health indicator, isn't it? You know, yeah, it's, massively. It's a, big, it's a big moment. Yeah, mine stopped when I, when I was dieting with um, lifestyle coach, mine stopped just from dieting. Um, and then when I started with Louis, who was my first bodybuilding coach, he went, cause he put my food up quite quickly and he's like, right, we just need to pull you out of this dieting that you've been doing for so long. Because I was still very much in that mindset, like when coming out of like Slimming World and just, I was just trying to diet all the time and I didn't even have a reason to diet, which is mental. Um, like I wasn't even living at maintenance. I was just constantly trying to be in a deficit. My body was just like, can you stop it? Like we're just, it was just shutting down. So he brought my food up quite quickly. Um, yeah. And my periods came back within, I think it was like six to eight weeks of just consi like consistently eating a bit more. But then yeah. obviously they stopped again through prep and I haven't had one now for like coming up about seven months because they just stopped. As soon as I started dieting again, they stopped. So I'm, yeah. I'm now waiting for mine to come back, which is another whole, like, element to why you're feeling the way you are, coming out of prep. Like, your hormones are just... Because I'm... Yeah, like, I didn't... I know that you... We spoke before this, and you said that you've used um, a contraceptive to control your periods, haven't you? So it might be a little bit different. It's a little bit different because, obviously, my with my forcing my periods because obviously I had like a three week on and then a break so it was actually funny because I was meant to actually be on my period the week of the show and I was like absolutely no <laughs> I tried to like take a little okay and the next question was how to deal with seeing the changes post-show reduce leanness etc but we've kind of just touched on that yeah um, the thing is you can't control it happening it's going I to happen Try not to revolt. Just let it happen. I think you've got to just let it happen. You know that you can't stay at that point because it's not healthy. You've yeah. got to just find the positives. You know, like I say, like enjoy the weight gain, enjoy the extra, like lifting, being able to lift more. Um, and try not to take, I would just say, try not to take too many photos or stand in the mirror and like try and find everything that's wrong with yourself because you'll just drive yourself insane. Yeah. I know from experience, I used to look in the mirror too often you think that it's weird because obviously you get so much attention especially on social media when you are small and when you are like very very muscular very loads of lines striated but at the same time you have to come to realize that that's not that's not healthy and it will be hard accepting that people won't probably cheer you on as yeah, much 100%. as you gain weight do you know what it's really interesting the last couple of posts i've put up i've done um i've made little reels of my training and stuff and it's been really, they've been positive and they've literally got like a hundred likes and my pictures, um, when I'm lean yeah. and stuff, I'm getting like close to 2000 likes on them, which is just the contrast is yeah. that alone. But realistically what I'm doing now, 
will is all the groundwork to look like that again so when all the praise comes it's what i'm doing now that creates that do you know what i mean and people don't seem to and that's fine people can like what they like but it's just i'm i'm very aware of it like you just said that you don't get a lot of praise when you're kind of bigger or doing the things that you need to do now to look like that in the future yeah that's what i just see it as like your season is that time to be able to to grow and get better and even though it's not the most attractive Mm -hmm. time um as what it is it's the most crucial time because you've got to grow you've got to get bigger the whole point is it's called bodybuilding yeah it's quite interesting actually just from like a society perspective that you do like that kind of just trigger that in my head that it's more attractive like it's not attractive sorry to see a female eating a lot lifting really heavy it's just interesting isn't it like that's not really recognized as an attractive quality yeah or maybe that's something to Especially for women it's hard because you know it's something that i guess you know maybe 40 50 years ago it wasn't as assumed that women would do that anyway like to bulk as a woman like yeah. what the hell it's <laughs> good though that so we... obviously to do, it's like the norm mm-hmm. but it to us we've got to do it because if we don't do it then Exactly. You know, we have to go through it. Otherwise, what's it all for? Um, right, there's two left. So Georgie actually asked, if anything, what would you do differently next post-show? Um, I think next post-show, I wouldn't buy as much. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely food. Um, be wiser with my choices with food. Um maybe spread out meals with family a bit more rather than just going for like maybe three meals. I was storing in my house as well. Because um, when I, around the time I was competing, it was like Easter. So I basically stocked up on loads of Easter eggs, loads of Easter chocolate. Mm. Um, I had a massive, in, in this actual room, um, I had a massive table full of Easter eggs, sweets, chocolate, everything that I basically had craved yeah. on my like prep, I'd stored it ready as if I was like going into like hibernation. <laughs> That's really interesting because I didn't do I didn't um I didn't get anything in, like I didn't prepare. Like my friend made some like a cookie thing for post show and she brought that to the show. But apart from that, like I didn't buy or like get anything ready at all and I didn't I haven't even done meals out like I did I went um we went for for food after the show um but then literally just like went for a walk went home went to bed and then the day after I I, I took the girls out and I let them choose like something from the menu for me because we just haven't been able to eat out the three of us like pretty much from a whole prep like if I take them out for something to eat I'd have my own food or I'd just wait and stuff like that so I wanted to give that to them apart from that like I haven't had yeah. another meal out which is quite depressing really, think, but you've done really well in, in not being able like not having to do that because I think that's one of the big things that I definitely would not do next time around I need to be more wise about mm-hmm. it and just think food is always going to be there don't hoard it like i'm gonna mm. die tomorrow do you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like what point yeah i've changed my obviously like my food perspective really like try and not buy too much in 
try not to think about food too much and try and just I guess macro tracking is a way like for me it's a way of coming out of it all so try and get back onto macro tracking yeah. so that if I do something I can have yeah it's interesting actually because because it's tracked in anyway when I was struggling this week, that was something that went through my head. I thought maybe I should move back on to knowing my calories and um, tracking food. And so I've got that kind of, that might help me get back into it. And when I spoke to Louis about it, he, um, we, you know, I made a decision to stay on a meal plan. He's changed my food up a little bit because I think I was just struggling with the food that I was on just being, I don't know, it seems to have worked because I do feel better in the last few days just from being on a little bit different food on my meal plan. But that's definitely something to consider, like to, for people to think if you've yeah. been on a meal plan that long, then macro tracking or calorie tracking might be a really good way to come out of it because you're you're still fully in control, but you're not going to be restricting. Yeah. To ex- you don't restrict yeah to that. And like I, I I don't know whether I mentioned obviously when I started with Josh last year in July, I followed the same meal plan from July all the way through to April this year. So <laughs> I spent a long time on the same meal plan, but obviously in the off just left. So I spent the same amount of time just having the same food so that when I came out of my prep, I think I just wanted to have everything that I didn't have. Yeah. And this is where I just lost control of myself. Yeah. Right. The last thing that someone asked was, what was your proudest moment? So I'm assuming they mean out of the whole prep, maybe? Or I don't know if they mean from just the reverse. Let's do both. So what's your proudest moment of prep? Proudest moment of prep, I think, was actually getting there. (laughs) I know it sounds stupid, but because of the whole COVID situation, I didn't even know if my show was actually going to go ahead. It was my last-minute choice that it actually was available to go to. Um, so I feel proud that I got on stage knowing that I put my all into it yeah. through the all of the lockdown. We yeah. had I had no job because my well, not my my job. I still had, but I was on furlough. Um, so I, I wasn't working. I didn't have the gym. I had minimal minimal equipment at home. Um, I was going out every single day, no matter what the weather, and I'm not even joking, at one point it was actually snowing, like, oh, up to my knees. Yeah. And you got through all of that, and then you, you got up there. This, so I'm forever proud. I'm so proud of how much I've put into that prep. Like, I, I put my heart and soul into that. There's not, yeah. like, you know, there's never going to be a time where anyone can say, you know, I'm going to go through that again. Hopefully no one should ever have to go through doing a prep from home with no equipment, walking in the snow. Um, I can't believe you did it without the gym. Like, you, you trained at home. That's just, that is just crazy to me. Like, yeah. fair play. And do you know what? Doing your prep this time, like, think how you're going to just appreciate it. You're going to enjoy it so much because you're in a complete different circumstance and it will just be, like, it'll just be more enjoyable, won't it? And you won't feel like you're yeah. just like fighting against something the whole time. And then what's your proudest moment coming from now you've done your reverse and you've done your off season. What's your proudest moment since prep? I think actually getting back the structure, you know, like actually just that one day it just clicked, you know, it took three months, but one day it just clicked that I finally could follow an actual daily not not a meal plan but I could actually follow my plan and and do it and it just took one day to be completely on that plan and 
I always say that to people with um, people that are starting like on a weight loss journey and they don't, you know, the, the question is always, how do I start? How do I start? Get that one good day under your belt because it, it will just continue that momentum. And that's all you need is just proving to yourself, do you know, what? I can do this. I can do a good day. And yeah. you get to the end of that day and you are proud of yourself and you just think, I just need to do it again tomorrow. And then the weeks turn to months and you've, you know, you've made progress. As I think I let myself go and obviously I needed to get back that structure. And when I did, it was like, I needed to post it to say like, oh my God, I've actually done it. I've managed to yeah. actually stay on plan for so many days. And even though to some people you think, what the hell is she going on? <laughs> In time to me, that was like a miracle. I yeah. was like, "Wow, it's taken me three months, but I finally got to this point." Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, that's why you did well. Right, I'm gonna end this here before we hit an hour because I know you've got stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on like a, a pre-diet at the moment, pre-holiday diet. So. Oh, I'm looking forward. To it. I can't wait to watch your next prep as well. Who knows when mine will be? <laughs> Years to come. I'm sure it won't. You'll be surprised once you get to maybe like six months from now. I think mm. you'll probably start to have an idea of when you're ready. You know, mm. you'll know when you're ready because yeah. I know when I'm ready. I, I thought when I first came out of obviously prep and stuff, I thought I'm not going to want to compete for like two years. But now it's weird how it's been like six to seven months and I'm kind of know I'm ready now to yeah. go again and try again. Oh, okay right thank you so much for coming on i think so many people are just going to love to hear about your experience and yeah we'll have to do another one in the future i'll get yeah. you i'll get you back on when you're like two weeks out <laughs> talk about all the bad stuff from that. <laughs> i won't be able to speak i'll be like i can't you can't get much out of me at two weeks out yeah. you. oh bless you all right thank you so much again no thank you very much for today all right talk to you soon Let's see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.